Hello, beautiful one. Welcome to today's episode of the Diversity Life Podcast. If you don't know what the Diversity Life Podcast is, it is a weekly conversation with tech industry experts and career strategists, where I interview them about their careers to help you with your own technology career. I'm Kawat Abdul Hakim, the founder of Diversity. His mission is to help you choose and navigate your dream tech career. Visit diversity.com to learn more. If you would like to join the podcast live, which is always fun, it happens every Friday on my LinkedIn. You can find the link to my profile in the description. If you're also not subscribed or you're currently listening, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Now let's get into today's episode. Today I'm with Martin Sugat, the managing director of Data and Trivia, right? Yeah, and we'll be talking about design thinking and data and how these two are very useful to your business and help grow your business. So at Data and Triba, basically they help businesses become data driven and you know because it improves productivity when a business is data driven. So basically that's what we'll be talking about today. And I'm going to allow Martin to please introduce himself and tell us a bit about his career background. Yeah, Asma, hello, and thank you very much for the invitation. It's, it's a great pleasure to talk to you. And yeah, I think it's, it's great my, to have you. It's my first pod, podcast with Nigeria, with someone from Nigeria. That's a great experience. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm Martin Sugert. I'm, as you already said, the managing director of Datentreiber, our data strategy consulting company. So we're helping our clients to, to create value, business value from their data. And yeah, I started my career during school. So I started programming during school and, and then I uh, became a, a software developer and a software developer consultant and also wrote books and articles about software developing. And then I decided to study bioinformatics and so bioinformatics is about applying uh, statistics, machine learning to genome data or proteome data. So it was in the year 2000 when there was the first uh, genome data available. And I studied this for about uh, five or six years. And during my studies, I also thought about starting a startup and because I also was a lot of into social media. In the end, I started a social media company called Snipclip, and we did a lot of Facebook campaigns and Facebook apps, but also analyzed the Facebook data. And so I also get a lot of experience with in, in marketing. And then after five or six years at Snipclip, I decided now it's time for something new. And I started Datentreiber. And now so with Datentreiber, I'm, co I'm combining the, the three phases of my uh, work life. So yeah. the IT, the marketing of business and the data science. And this is also what we do at Datentreiber, helping clients to get all those three different domains together at different departments working together. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, so today we're talking about design thinking. Can you tell us a bit about design thinking, like someone who doesn't really know about it and how it is important in a business? Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is when I studied bioinformatics, I also took part in a, in a scholarship called Mention More, where they trained students to become entrepreneurs. And one thing they teach us is design thinking. And in the year, two, I think it was 2007 or so, it was quite new. But 
what we learned during design thinking is to change the perspective away from focusing on the technology and thinking about what is the technology we have and what can we do with it to, okay, taking the perspective of the user of your uh, potential clients of your potential of the potential consumer and then think about what are the problems of this specific user or specific client and then think about potential solutions to this specific problem and this is what design thinking is about getting into the perspective of the user and really thinking about how to create value for the user and not for your company or not how to apply fancy technology and i mean we had one client and the, they told us martin we are very good in developing the right solutions for the wrong problems so building solutions that nobody that are technically perfect and, and sophisticated and whatsoever but they do not solve the problem of the users and design thinking for the the first thing is about the design thinking it's really about changing your mindset and thinking about user perspective and value for the user. And then it's also a set of methods and, and uh, tools that help you to get in the user perspective and go through the different process. For example, there's a so-called design thinking process, which is very agile iterative. So it's about first doing user interviews and then designing multiple solutions, not only one solution, and then testing those solutions before you really start working on the solution. And another thing is that it's also about team setup, though a perfect design thinking team is not only all data science experts, but also, for example, people from, from UX design or from business. So mixing people with different mindsets is also a very uh, strong principle of design thinking. And the third thing often what is design thinking about is also about the space, the, the, I mean, it could be a virtual space, but also a real a physical space. For example, we, we had one project together with IDEO, the company who made design thinking famous or also invented design thinking. They have so-called projects rooms or ideation rooms. That's a, a room without any, the walls are completely empty. They're completely white. And for each project, there's one room. And then you go into this room and you place all your ideas, your findings, your photos, your, your scribbles onto the wall and then the, the the solution emerges from entering this physical room and so this is i think the, the core principles of design thinking yeah, yeah. so it's so basically it's finding a way, a way to put the customer first yeah putting the customer first and making sure that you're building something that they actually need and want you yeah. know you could have a very good product but it's not really what is needed or wanted by customers yeah and more informed decisions, you know, about what the customers actually want. So that's the next thing we're talking about. I'm interrupting this podcast to remind you to subscribe if you haven't. And also nudge you to visit diversek.com to kickstart your technology career or get help navigating your existing tech career. Okay, back to the discussion. How does design thinking come into, sorry, how does using data come into design thinking? And how do they work together, basically? Yeah, I think there are two directions. The first direction is that you can use data and analytics for design thinking, because especially if you are thinking about what the user wants, you can run, for example, experiments like A-B testing on a website. 
for example, you could you you're not sure about whether it's feature A is more important than feature B. You can implement both as a prototype and then make an A-B test and measure what feature attracts more people. That's one way to combine data analytics and design thinking. So data analytics is used for design thinking. And that's, that's something we do, of course, but we also, what we do at Datentreiber especially, is we apply design thinking to data analytics. So because a lot of data analytics projects or machine learning or AI projects or whatever you call it, they fail because they are not uh, user-driven. They are not solving the problems of the user. So we apply design thinking in data science projects, what we call then data thinking. So it's about design thinking plus data science equals data thinking in order to help data scientists, data engineers, people that are into data and analytics to help them to design and develop better data products and analytics solutions because Often, I mean, there's, for example, this cross-industry standard process for data mining, the CRISP-DM standard process, and it's all about user understanding and data understanding and data preparation and so on. But what's completely missing is this user understanding. And so this is what we, ch we changed in our, we call it data strategy design process. And our approach is to include this user perspective into the data science process. Yeah, that's next thing we want to talk about. You give, telling us, you know, giving a bit detail about what data strategy design is about and how you use it. Yeah, so data strategy design is a method and a set of tools. So a set of tools are so-called canvas tools. So canvas is like a structured piece of paper. So we have our a real, I can show you, we have a real physical version that's coming in, inside a box. And there are canvas inside and you can use those canvas and work with nodes together in a interdisciplinary team. But you can also use them virtually. For example, we are using Miro as a collaboration tool, or you just can use, can download them and put them into a PowerPoint and then use the PowerPoint to work with it. And the, the tools are completely open source. So everyone can use it without have to pay anything or just also can use them in combination with other tools and those tools should help you to think about what will be in a successful data strategy and what will be successful data products for your company or for your clients and this is what also the the, the data strategy design process we call it the design guide is about and it starts about it starts with for, please first think about the business understanding so there are different tools, for example, like a value chain canvas or a business model canvas that helps data scientists or data analysts together with the business people to understand the business model, the business process, and to identify the real business issues, the challenges. And then the next phase is about the user understanding, then going into more details and identifying the relevant use cases the analytic use cases that, that could help the business uh, to achieve their goals. And then during the user understanding phase, uh, we use, for example, tools like the analytics use case canvas that helps the people to understand better who is the user, what are the objectives and the key results of this user, what are the actions and decisions of this user, and what are the pains and gains and how analytics could help to solve those pains and gains. Yeah. And then 
we go in at the last the last step or last phase it's about the data understanding and there is about designing analytic solution thinking about what data would be needed to implement this analytic solutions and where is this data located in my data landscape and do i have access of this data could i connect the different data sources is it is it data from third parties so is there or a data privacy issue and so on and at the end of this process you have a lot of canvas that are filled with your ideas your proposals but also with the open questions and what we call your critical assumptions so things you're not sure for example it's often about data quality you, you learn during this process to implement for example this churn prevention or churn prediction model but you're not sure about whether the data is have the right quantity and quality and this is one a critical assumption and at the end of this process you have identified all the critical assumptions and you know before you really start the project what are the critical assumptions you should test and so you are focusing on those projects with a high likelihood that they will succeed and because i mean the, the whole thinking of design or uh, the whole design thinking thinking the whole design thinking <laughs> is about is about fail early to succeed sooner so it's about identifying those ideas that will quick, fail quick. and and kick them out early. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm still wondering where the hardware tool you just showed us comes in in the process. Could, could you um, please repeat it, the question? Yeah, the tool you just showed us in the box. I'm wondering where it comes in in the process. Yeah, so in the box, there are so-called this, this canvas posters. And though they are used for working together as a team, so you can put them on the wall and then there are different oh, okay. canvas, for example, the, the data landscape canvas, or there's also one canvas that's called the analytics maturity canvas, where you can build or design your analytic roadmap. But as I said, you can also use them. You don't have to, to print them or buy them already printed. You can also use them digitally. Just go to datastrategydesign.com and there is the, the whole library. Can you, you can download it. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. I'm definitely going to check it out. I think we covered everything we wanted to discuss today and, you know, talking a bit about data strategy design about design thinking in general and how data is very useful to design thinking we currently don't have any questions but i'm sure there will be some after the live stream so yeah, of course. yeah we would definitely be available to attend to them and oops okay i'm going to put social media links at the bottom of mm -hmm. this so yeah, it should have been there since we began, but okay, it's there now. So you can just follow our social media for updates. And if you have questions, you know, you can ask if you have any questions for Martin regarding your business and how Data Intriever can help you, you can reach out to him. I'm very sure he'll be very happy to hear from you. Yeah, of course. And there's also a LinkedIn group called Data Thinker. So if you want to join, just search for Data Thinker. And there will be a lot of more information about yeah, data thinking, data strategy design, and so on. Yeah, thank you so, so, so much, Martin, for this session. It was wonderful speaking to you. Yeah, great. Uh, thank you very much again uh, for the invitation. What was a great pleasure and have a good time. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Diverse K podcast. If you found it helpful, please share it with your friends and colleagues that would also find it helpful. Do have a wonderful morning, afternoon or night. Until next week. Bye. Bye.